Pop culture with beards. You know what? There used to be a thing called the video home system, VHS, and at one point it dominated Australia. That's all we did. We watched videos, we rented videos, we bought videos. Now, where would we go to rent a video? There were these things called video stores, kids. In fact, two of the people that worked in them are with me right now. We're going to call this segment VHS Bandits, and we're going to find out more about what life was like if you worked in these places. Take it away, gents. All right, Mike, um, where did you work? I was a Champagne Video and a Champagne Video 2 because oh. uh, they had a follow-up store and they, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they sequelized it, so why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, for 9.8 years because uh, it was a golden time of my life, let me tell you. So I... <laughs> I'll make sure I put that point eight in there because I nearly got That's to 10 specific. years, but sadly mm. uh, they, they closed their doors in uh, 2005. Oh, so sad. they'd gone to DVD, uh, DVD by then? and uh, This particular store had just got to the point where um, it, it wasn't viable and they, like most of them, yeah. the owners had just run its course and they thought, oh, yeah. t- time, time for something else. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was at uh, a couple, but the main one that I was working at for, geez, I want to say five, maybe six years, was Video City Applecross. And then I think before that it was a Jumbo. That's right. It was a chain called Jumbo Video. They were all throughout. I don't know if they ever got north, but they were definitely in the southern suburbs. Mm-hmm. And then that turned into Video City and it had the Groucho Marx logo everywhere. And I had to wear it and had to see it. That's Video City. And that's the one. And we're going to have to, gonna have to pay for that or what? Uh, not now. Mm. Oh, okay. Because they're we're good. Yeah. We're good. But uh, yes, I too worked in that, in that industry and we've, we've got some stories to tell. So uh, what's the first one we want to uh, share with Mike? To set the scene, I guess, we've mm. just got to like talk about maybe prices. Rent a video was like $6 or... Uh, a, a new release, yeah. Yeah, a new release, $6, $7 a night. Yeah, you know, overnight. Uh, yeah. A big deal at uh, our shops was that uh, you'd get, it was five weeklies and a new release yes. for $11. Same. You know? yeah. Now, wasn't there usually a, a phase between the new release and the weekly where something was like maybe two or three nights? Depends on how popular it was. Yeah. If you could still, yeah, if yeah. you could still make some money off it and, and that was still going out the door, then they'd hold on to it as long yeah. as they could. Yeah, yeah that uh, you spot on there. Feel they'd have the uh, just off new release for three nights, right. uh, and then it'd go to the new to weekly. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I tell you, that but that was just a hotbed of interest. The uh, new to weekly because the, the people didn't want to pay the big bucks yeah. for the overnighters. They're on a uh, budget. Yeah, they oh. would. Uh, <laughs> they'd make a beeline for that new to weekly area because we're still seeing the same. Let me guess: there were people that would watch this really carefully, waiting for a film to just flip out into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These are the right. weekly. Customers or the daily. Sometimes you had daily customers. They were unemployed or elderly or whatever this scenario was, and they'd come in and they would they would watch it like a hawk and find <laughs> out. And they'd even come in and ask sometimes, "When's uh, Dumb and Dumber? You know, yeah. going down to weekly?" They would. They'd they'd, yeah. uh, they'd want to know. And uh, I think we did have a lot of, uh, like I say, regular customers that would be there at their own given time every week to yeah. you know to horn in on the uh, on the new to weeklies deal. So yeah. yeah. You'd get more weeklies because people probably weren't spending as much, so you'd add an extra weekly in there. Or if they were a regular, you'd always give them an extra instead of charging them you know, too much. Do you have an idea of maybe when the distance was between 
the film being actually in cinemas and when it turned into a new release? Was there any kind yeah, of... Yeah, it was like a six-month window. Really? Something like that. Yeah. It would take it. But as I think... That's how it originally started. But as, as time went by, I think they were pumping them out and releasing them on VHS quicker. And then there's the the big watershed moment when it comes to VHS. The film All of Me with uh, Lily Tomlin and uh, Steve Martin. Yep. Set the precedent that it was released on video the same week it went to the cinemas, and there was oh. there was uproar like nobody's business. Really? What the? Yeah, what the CEL Entertainment? Let me tell you, they were uh, uh, they're in big trouble with the uh, theatre chains because they were trying to um, make money with a the theatrical release. But why would you do that when you can go and rent it and take it home? What year was that? Eighty five. Right. Yeah. A great film too. It is a great film. I'm yeah. not saying it. Weren't some things actually better rented than they were no. as cinema releases? And you guys would know about that? Yep, definitely. If something was in the cinema but it wasn't there for long, that's mm. how it works and it still works that way. If, if people aren't seeing it, they'll take it off, put something else on, go straight to VHS. We'd go off the shelf. People would love I think, it. I think things like Austin Powers' uh, International Man of Mystery wasn't a big a big film of the cinema, but mm. it got this cult status because of home entertainment and it just, mm. I don't know, it grew in popularity over the years and, and that was pretty much why we got follow-ups. So Yeah, and I think a lot of the time it was, in case, the ones that worked were if they were missed at the movies and, and people have heard about it, you know, already come to Or again, you know, sometimes it didn't go to the movies, it was something that... Oh, is that right? Some went straight yeah, through the video. Yeah, it could have been an English film or something that didn't. Because mm. you remember, you had the big chains and then you had the indie mm. stuff, um, Luna and here in Perth and those kind of cinema palace. And maybe it went that way, but then the word of mouth got out and it was too late to watch it at the cinema. But there uh, you go, VHS. And that's, that's with Champagne where I was. I think that was we brought a lot of people in because we had a big festival. Same at ours, yeah. And we had a big... Gay and lesbian collection, and we had a big anime collection. Mm. Lots of Very games, specific, lots yeah. of PC games. So yeah, Same, yeah that would bring people in from miles around. We had people coming in from Frio. So how how far is that from? Yeah, from uh, Perth. Like well, back yeah. in the day, there was Mosman Video Store, and that had a lot of foreign indie films that you couldn't get at your mainstream video stores. And again, it all comes down to the manager, I think, and the staff. Mm. You know who they're into. But of course, Planet was the flagship of yeah. that kind of stuff. I think most. People remember them having everything, and that was always being a southerner making the trek up to to, the, to yeah. Mount Lawley. And but being there for hours, going, oh, what do I want to get? Oh, I, you know, I can only get this amount, and yeah, and that part. And they had everything, as we all know. Yeah, there was like half a dozen places, say, that mm. were those places around the city. Everything that's now serviced by the internet. That's the stuff that you are talking about, those mm. specialist things that you just couldn't get because we hadn't hit that sort of digital revolution. No, yet. that's right. We in our in our video store the, the manager was very intent and, and made it happen. We had a massive festival kind of stuff and he was very, very specific on building that as much. I just wanted to talk about those categories that the different places would have and a lot of people would come in for their weekly deal sometimes. I think, like I said before, it was six for ten or then it eventually became ten for ten or something like that because we had so much stock. But people would go around, make sure they got one thriller, one drama, one really? film, one western. You know, there were those kind of customers. Good grief. What would be the Australian film that uh, got rented out? I suppose Mad Max, yeah? Or- yeah, Mad Max. 
That was the big one. Stone, I guess. The, the bikey yeah, movie. They're yeah. sort of the harder-edged, I guess, Aussie films. Phil's favourite film, I do believe. If you haven't seen Stone, you must see it. We'll talk about it another time. Uh, yeah, Stone, Mad Max, a lot of the road, that kind of stuff, really. Yeah. You might occasionally get someone coming in to get My Brilliant Career or something, but that was pretty rare. <laughs> it was usually for a uni, uni assignment yeah. or something yeah, like yeah, that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. High school. Gillian Armstrong type of you know, yeah. week. But, uh, yeah, I love the categories. I really enjoy that. I, there was one, We were talking about um, earlier on, we were talking about some of the characters, some of the customers that would come in. And two brothers, they used to come in and all they would rent were law dramas. Well, like courtroom? Courtroom. Sorry, yeah, courtroom. Yeah, that's a better way to put it, courtroom. That's What about you, Mike? What do you, uh, you I just remember, I remember the uh, craziness of, like, people waiting just for the next Star Trek release. Yeah. It was like a Deep Space, Deep Space Nine, Nine or yeah. a... Um, was the other one Voyager yeah and we would order them in from the UK because they're PAL system just like they are in Australia so they people That's would just right. be like you know popping in to say oh is the new yeah you know um, that episode, was episodes of Voyager arrived yet and mm-hmm. so that mean you mean ahead of their sort of free to air mm-hmm. television because they'd broadcast. be like a year out or something really as much as that yeah. yeah but also characters some of the, the we had a guy that I told Phil about this we used to have a guy that would come in and he would only rent films to see actresses in the nude so and he would know them back to front I think it's called Mr. Skin now, something, there's something online or something like that called Mr. Skin where they tell you. I've never heard of that, but keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You to me. And uh, when famous actresses are, um, shall we say, exposed in mainstream films. And this guy would be walking encyclopedia about it. It was a little bit creepy. When did the, like, what did he say to you? This is a great film because. Fast forward to. uh, Three minutes into it, you'll see Halle Berry, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, Nicole Kidman, this one. And he's like, okay. He's got a, it's a hobby, you know. So. And uh, why didn't you put him on staff? Yeah. <laughs> it would have creeped the women out and oh, the guys, I, guess, I think. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Recommendations to people. You don't know what people like. I think the craziest one I ever saw was a lady I worked with at Champagne. There was a couple of seniors um, looking for a recommendation for what to watch that night, and she said, oh, Booty Call's a good one. Uh, <laughs> no way. So, um, yeah. Um, I don't know how that one shaped up, but uh, you never um, saw her again. No, I don't. No. I think we ever saw those customers uh, after that point. No, uh, it but- was interesting. I know what you mean. I had people come back and and with a tape and saying, you know, you didn't tell me it, it was it had subtitles, and then say to them, it's called La Haine. You know, it's kind of in the title. We'd infer that it's in French. Well, one thing that you guys also had to do was there were times when you saw things multiply. Can you talk a little about the effect of seeing? any particular film 20, 30, 50 times? What, what was that like? You'd have your go-to films because when you're working on a shift, you could only put anything G or PG on there. Mm, so I think right. I've seen... In theory. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hit the mute button a lot. Um, yeah. But I'd seen... Yeah. I think I've seen Empire Records about, uh, you know, 700 times. And I've seen wow. uh, The Goonies a bunch. Uh, and, the, and the crazy thing is, is that you put these films on and... Within about half an hour, or you know, or more, they'd actually be rented because people would be yeah, like yeah. into it. Theory behind it is you, you don't put a video on for yourself; it's what been asked to put on. And when Dumb and Dumber came out, I think it was '94. Okay, does I have that right? And I never want to see that film again, not because it's a bad <laughs> film, but we played it ad nauseum. I know that film off by heart, and uh, it's been ruined for me forever because <laughs> we were playing it. And when it came out, there were I think there was something. 
30, 40 copies when it came. So it was huge. It was a yeah. huge film. And everybody wanted it, but we just had played it and played it and played it. I would often get music videos. So if it was, you know, the Stones in concert or the Police or something, right. I'd try and put that on because, you know, I love my music, but also instead of trying to watch a film. But, yeah, often I'd get told off to um, to go and put the latest God knows what on there. And, and so you're talking about 50 films as a uh, 50 copies release. of a film yeah, and new yeah. release. Is, can you think of a time when something that was record-breaking that you had the most of? Dumb and Dumber, that really? was one okay. of them. Wow. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else there would I just been. thought maybe things oh, like... Oh, The Mask. A lot of these Jim Carrey films yeah, were really? huge. Yeah, The Mask was enormous. That was huge. I remember our shop had massive amount of copies of Shawshank when that oh, came yeah? out because it was one of those things that did, you know... Didn't do so hardly, well at the Hardly cinema. anything at the cinemas, but yeah, it was such a quality film that people would, mm. you know, we could actually... Yeah. Well, you'd, thoroughly recommend it you know so before the mics were rolling uh we were talking about the people we used to work with and there were some really interesting characters mike what yeah, if you well we'd have one guy and he'd particularly be a bit off the wall and we had like a, a curtain and behind that was all the video um video games if you had to people hiring to pcs or playstation games and oh, stuff like that yeah. and you know you'd sort of reveal the curtain just to go and select a game and you'd find him asleep on the floor. Um, or he'd, uh, you know, sort of like, not in a rude way, but he'd be sort of, if you saw a, a, an attractive customer and you thought, oh, he might sort of ask her out on a date, you know, he'd, 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 give, he'd give that a go. But particularly one day he uh, left a, um, one of the customers a parking fine and he said, uh, just went out to a car and put a little note on it and he said, I think your parking is damn fine. Here's my phone number. So uh, <laughs> I don't know how that went, but oh. um, it was a bit, uh, <laughs> a bit a bit loose, yeah. shall we say. Yeah, but um, other than that, we had, uh, yeah, just a, a good bunch of good bunch of staff and easy going. It was more like a family, I think. So that's why okay. know, I, I that's stayed there for that long. You know, yeah. until they closed the stores. How about you? Any crazy uh, characters behind the counter? I had one guy that came in towards the end of my career there, and uh, yeah, he was a little strange. He didn't really get along with the other customers, but he was also very insistent that people take out his recommendations, and was a little bit pushy on it. And the end, every time he would, uh, the sale, the transaction was finished and his punchline was, enjoy. <laughs> and he used to drive us all up the wall. It was so irritating. But he would, every single customer that left, it was a, an enjoy. We also had a very, very interesting manager that um, socially inept would um, be a nice way to refer to him. We would often get people coming in asking to speak to the manager because they wanted to complain about a man who will remain nameless. And uh, we'd have to inform them that the person you're complaining about is the manager. And he just did not suffer fools. I know that it sounds like it's, uh, it might sound to people listening to this like it's a legend. But the very first time I met this person, I was completely, felt completely <laughs> insulted and could not believe he was in business because I did a lot of work behind the counters, but not video stores. And what uh, I found very interesting was that um, when... Uh, as as time passed, I used to try and time it so I didn't have to deal with them, which is great for business. <laughs> you weren't alone for yeah, you weren't alone there. 
I I remember one time uh, someone was complaining to him and he yelled at the woman, told her to go and commit suicide. That's that's how bad it got. Oh and uh, it started off kind of interesting and, and fun, uh, the the basil faulty of VHS rental, but then it yeah it got worse and worse. And the other thing I was going to say is what were the what was it like working in those peak times on the weekend when we. You know, you oh, have people just so, lining up for yeah. uh, for their entertainment for the night. Incredibly busy, yeah. It was non-stop, especially with those deals that we were talking about. Most people wouldn't just get that. And you'd have to, of course, we were talking about that again earlier, is that when the videos came back, you got to put them in the machine, get them rewound if they weren't, and usually they weren't, and then get them straight back up on the shelf so they could someone else could take them. And, and if, that, if they weren't being delivered on time, I think we had a 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock return, get on the phone, hi, we need blah, blah, blah back, and that, oh, yeah, it's on its way. And Late lists. Late lists, exactly. Some, yeah. Such and such hadn't turned out. Or videos that went missing, someone working or someone had picked it up, a customer had picked it up and walked and decided they didn't want it, so they put it back in the, you know, maybe a kid's film yeah, back right. in the war section or something. Yeah. And you'd, um, you've got a bit of a story about that one, don't you, Mike, looking for a lost video? Yeah, apparently uh, something un- unbeknownst to me. There's a film called Naughty Marietta. What do you, what do you take away from that? <laughs> sounds a bit risque, I'd say. Yeah. Are you guys? Yeah, sounds yeah. like I want to watch it. Yeah, someone uh, claimed that they'd returned it, so we'd gone on the late list. Still outstanding, you know. Gave them a call. They said no. Ironclad. We've uh, returned that one. Yeah. We're not paying for the late fees. Uh, so <laughs> there I was scouring the the various genres. Mm-hmm. Thought I'd go Naughty Marietta. It's got to be a, one of those uh, rude numbers, you know, in the adult section, you'd think. Sure. Yep. It's, then I was told that it was a, a 1935 musical starring Jeanette McDonald and Nelson Eddy. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Who would have thought it? Yeah, definitely not me. So. Uh, um, yeah. So well, don't, go on. Word to the wise. Don't, don't go automatically to uh, the adult section if it's got naughty in the title, okay? I understand that. I, if I really think about it, I think the first time I saw um, Eddie and McDonald was in Electric Blue uh, number three. So I know what you're saying. <laughs> it's, it, it's, <laughs> I it's an understandable mistake, isn't yeah. it, really, I think. Anyone could have made that error. But, yeah, those back to your question, the, the weekends were just flat out. You would... You'd know what they were like. We had a golden, you know, two-hour period, six to eight on a Saturday, and yeah. you'd just get called in for that two-hour shift just to, you know, pump out the... Work um, your butt off. Yeah, the, the, the actual returns and get them back on the shelves because, mm. you know, they're not on the shelves. They're not, they're not earning revenue. You know, no. There'd just be stacks of stuff that had to be either yeah. rewound or, you know, put into the right section. What That's about it. all the extras that, like, all, you know, popcorn and snacks and things? Is that... It's where the money got made. Yeah. Is that really... As yeah. in it's cinema, like, it's that like in the cinema. Exactly. Okay, right, right. It's exactly the same. And overpriced candies, overpriced lollies, <laughs> overpriced drinks. Uh, You're restocking that stuff, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All the time. But the... V, Vs were a big seller. So oh, the, okay. the V energy drinks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that was a bit after my time, that one. But, yeah. yeah. We... Um, we that so, was just for staff, I think, to get through their shift. Yeah. I was <laughs> so going to say, there was a lot of Gatorade drunk in, in my, during my shifts. And, We're uh, just going to um, hang our heads and uh, feel some feels and uh, say goodbye. And always remember, be kind, rewind. Rewind.